Welcome to our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you're here. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about Jesus loving God and serving each other. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com and find us on Facebook at Clemson Foothills Church. At CFC, we're just a group of people following Jesus and helping others do the same. So hopefully this podcast will be useful to you. Now let's dive into the episode for this week. Turn to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Right. We're going to jump in here. The man who died for you is about to speak. And my, my question is, will you hear him this morning? After Let's go. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanne, the wife of Cusa, and the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. And these women were helping to support them out of their own means. While a large crowd was gathering together, the people were coming to Jesus from town after town. And he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow a seed. And as he scattered the seed, some fell along the path, and it was trampled on. And the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Others fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still others fell on good soil. It came up yielding a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. When he said this, he said, he who has ears, let him hear. All right. I wanted to ask if we all have ears. But, but this is the man who died for you. This is him. And he's saying if you have ears, you need to hear. So let's keep going. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you. But to others I speak in parables. Those seeing they may not see of hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no root. They believe for a while. But in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked 
by life's worries and the riches and pleasures. And they do not mature. But the seed on the good soul stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word. They retain it. And by persevering, produce a crop. And my question, are you ready to hear the word of God this afternoon? Are you ready to hear? Because this is the truth. He wants you to hear today. He wants you to listen and live. He says in verse 12, He says in verse 12, The devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts. Do you believe that? That means that some people will hear and it will be stolen from them. Are you going to hold on to what you hear today? Are you going to let it be stolen? Verse 13. Are you in a time of testing? I understand that that's what it is. It's a time of testing. Did we not think it was going to be a fight? That's my question. We're in a fight. We're in a battle. We're in a race. The sooner you embrace this fact, the better. Tell me, just embrace it. It's truth. We're in a fight. The Lord will help you persevere, but you can't be a quitter. You can't be a quitter. The enemy wants you to cave. He wants you to cave in. Just cave in to sin. He wants you to obey your evil desires. We all have them. He wants you to obey them. He wants you to follow them. But are you a fighter? Will you finish well? That's the question this morning. Will you finish? Throw off everything that hinders you. I remember the class Mr. Steve taught. Throw off everything that hinders you. Cast all your anxieties on the Lord. Thursday night, he talked about cast your anxieties on the Lord. He won't, the, the Lord won't fail you. He won't fail you, guys. He will not fail you. Turn to Ephesians 2. Turn over to Ephesians 2. We're going to look here, and if you remember anything this morning, remember Ephesians 2, okay? If you remember anything, all right? Ephesians 2. Let's soak this in, okay? Because I want you to remember the beginning. You know, he started us out well, out the gates. He started us out, you know? We started well. Ephesians 2. Let's read together. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. 
of us. Okay, no exception. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, remember? It is by grace you have been saved. Say it again. It is by grace you have been saved. Remember? And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Again, he says it again. Here we go. For it is by grace you have been saved. And it's not, this is not, this, this, it's, this, it's, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Okay? Through faith. And this is not from yourselves. This ain't, we, we didn't, we didn't earn this. We didn't earn it. I can't even talk right up here. We didn't even, we didn't earn it. All right? You remember? It's a gift of God. Not by works. So no no one's going to boast. Nobody. None of us. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. If you remember nothing for the rest of this, that right there, take that with you. Read it again. Read it again. Remember the beginning. Because we're going to talk today about finishing well. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about finishing well. That's what we're going to do. Who wants to finish well? Let's go. Let's finish well. Alright? So the rest of the sermon... Do you remember Ephesians 2? That's what you got. You, you, you can take that with you. I'm, that's, that's it right there. But my, my question is, do you remember? God is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. Rich in mercy. It's by grace we've been saved. It's not from us. If we're going to finish strong, Guys, we have to hold on to the faith and the love we had in the beginning. We got to hold on to it. In verse 3, remember what he says in verse 3? We lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful, sinful nature, following its desires and thoughts. Are you drifting into this again? Are you drifting? You're just drifting into it. I don't have time for prayer and Bible study. I ain't got time for that. Then you will have time to drift. You'll drift. You'll be way over here. You'll drift, okay? That's what will happen. It's, it's just the truth. That's what's going to happen. If you let it, it's your choice. You let it. That's what's going to happen. 
Do we have Psalm 119? Can we can we bring that up? If that comes up there. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I will recount all your laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following you as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. In the beginning, we vowed to love God. Wholehearted devotion. That's what we said. Jesus is Lord. That's what we vowed. See, our society wants His presence. Our society, they want God's presence, but they don't want His Lordship. Okay? Do you still love His Word? Night shift, day shift, on call, no matter how busy you are, is this your attitude? I will not neglect your word. Keith talk, Keith's been talking about maturing. You cannot neglect the word of God. What about the convictions you had in the beginning? Can we see the, uh, the next slide? I don't know if many of y'all remember singing this song. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to His blood. See from His head, His hands, His feet, Sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose? So rich. Were that the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small. Love so amazing, so so divine, demands my soul, my life. That was that was our heart in the beginning. That was it. But what about when we get older? What about after failure, disappointment, the heat of the crucible, day in, day out, year after year, people around you give up. They compromise. Is it possible to finish well? Sometimes you think, man, is it even possible? Not let our love grow cold. I'm going to tell you, it is possible. Flip over to Numbers 14. I got We're going to talk about a man who finished well, okay? And y'all know who he is. Numbers 14. Numbers 14. 
encourage you to go and read all of this, okay? The people rebel. They're like, there's no way. There's no way we can go in the promised land. These people, they'll wipe us out. It's, they try to get a leader to take them back to Egypt. It had been better for us to die in Egypt. If only we died, died in Egypt. And they were about to be destroyed. Moses said to the Lord, then the Egyptians will hear about it. Verse 13. By your power you brought these people up from among them. And they, and they will tell the inhabitants of the land about it. They have already heard that you, O Lord, with these people, that you, O Lord, are with these people, and that you, O Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put these people to death all at one time, the nations who heard this report about you will say, the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land. He promised them on oath. So he slaughtered them in the desert. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed just as you have declared the Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love, and forgiving sin and rebellion. He does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. In accordance with your great love, forgive the sin of these people just as you have pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you have asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of the men who saw my glory and the miraculous signs I performed in Egypt in the desert, but who disobeyed and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their forefathers. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out toward the desert along the route to the Red Sea. Caleb finished his life following the Lord wholeheartedly. Are you begging the Lord for a heart like that? Because we got to ask Him for it. We got to ask Him for it every day. Give me that heart. Give me that heart. Are you asking Him for it? A heart that still believes God will win. He'll show up. He'll fight for us. Now, now if we're going to be stuck, all right? All right. If we're going to be stubborn, let's be stubborn in one thing. One. Okay? Let's be stubborn in one thing. All right? Patiently trusting in the Lord. If we're going to be stubborn in one thing, let's just do that. 
I want to be stubborn. Don't, don't you want to? Let's, let let's be stubborn. I'm, I'm waiting for the Lord. Because He will not fail. He will not fail. Flip over to Revelation uh, chapter 2. Actually, don't turn there. I think I can get it up here. Can I get it up here? Yes. Okay. Remember this? To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand. And who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds. I know your hard work. That's good, right? He knows your hard work. He knows your perseverance. He knows you can't tolerate wicked people. He knows. You've tested those that claim to be apostles and are not. You found them false. You've persevered. You've endured hardships. Amen? You haven't grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Repent and do the things you did at first. Renew today and every day Jesus is Lord of our life. Amen? Amen? I'm going to talk about another vow. Turn to, turn, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. We'll talk about one more vow. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to talk to the husbands just a moment. I'm not going to talk about the wives. I'm not. I don't have time right now. Okay? I'm not, I just don't have time. I'm going, i got to spend some time talking to the husbands right now. Okay? If you want to read about it, do it. Y'all can read that later. But I'm talking to, to the husbands. We made another vow as well. Ephesians 5.25 Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the, through the Word and to present her to Himself as a radiant church without stain, wrinkle, or any other blemish but holy and blameless. In this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, and I am but I'm talking about the Christ and the church. All right. You vowed to honor her. You vowed to cherish her. You vowed to forsake all others. 
Is this a battle? Yes. Who did it well in the Bible? Few. <laughs> Can we get the next slide? Remember this guy? Have we kept the same heart we had when we said, I do? Have, you, have, you, have we kept the same heart? No. No, we haven't. Each one of us has drifted from what he bad. Each one of us. But I've got a question for you. Are you going to finish well? Are you going to finish well? Are you going to stay in your selfishness? Or are you going to trust in the power of the Lord? Renew your vows to your wife. To whom you vowed to be one. My wife said I may offend people by saying what I'm going to say. Or I may, I don't know, I can't remember the wording she exactly used. But she did tell me not to say it. If she wants to dance, dance! I'm just saying. I ain't playing. If she wants to dance, dance. If she wants, y'all listening at home, if she wants to go somewhere, take her. Renew your vows. I'm going to tell you, we got to lead again, guys. She may not believe in you anymore, but the Lord will not fail. He will build you up. Proverbs 24, 16 says, Though a righteous man falls seven times, a righteous man falls seven times, he'll rise again. Rise up, O man of God. Turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Just flip over right there. We'll finish up here. Now, I'm going to talk to those now who aren't married, okay? Y'all are like, what about me? Okay? I ain't leaving you out. I just had to talk to them dudes first. Now we're going to Google y'all. Okay? Alright. Some of y'all do single life so good. And I'm proud of it. I'm serious. Y'all, some of y'all do single life so good. I'm telling you. I'm proud of you guys. Some of y'all want a godly relationship, okay? But you talk, dress, and act like the world. Fellers, listen to me. Some of you desire a wife of noble character. Ladies, some of you desire to marry a mighty man of God, right? But are you seeking first things first? Has your love for the Lord grown cold? 
Has it has it grown cold? Or is, or is number one still number one? As a father, my kids are going to want a date. One of them actually talked to me about that. And But my question will always be, do they, do they love the Lord with what? Do they love the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, and with all their strength? Are they... Are they the one that's going to help you win the race? Are they a fighter? Or do they compromise? Are they going to help you finish well? What about your life? What about you? What about your life? Lord, I want you to give me this person who's your daughter. Okay, you gonna help her finish well? Ephesians 6. We'll finish up here. Ephesians 6. Verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. And with the breastplate of righteousness in place. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray for me also that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Is, is that you? Is that you? Tachikus, the dear brother and faithful servant of the Lord, will tell you everything so that you may know how I'm doing, what I'm doing. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that, we, that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, 
grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about us or have any questions, please visit ClemsonFoothills.com. You can also text Foothills to 94000 to stay up to date on everything going on here at CFC.